Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast in three, two, one. Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose. Maybe not so much your favorite, Mr. Fermi, my boy on the other side of the state. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Rough week. We're gonna, we got to bounce back this week. It was rough. Last Last one word. I've, I've had friends tell me they're going to stop listening. <laughs> I've had people be like, look, that's it. I can't I can't tell you. And then on top of that, I said, well, just listen and just take the opposite. And then they said, no, because then you'll start winning. It's tough for me. we gotta, we got to pick this thing up, brother. Oh, yeah, we will. We will. <sighs> Thoughts from week two. A lot of crazy games, a lot of great games. Just give us a general overview for me headed into week uh, three here. So I feel like last week, the points, any, if you took the points, odds are you are a winner. I mean, I feel like it was more lopsided than normal. I didn't go back and look at all of the stats exactly, but a lot of games that you know were even double-digit point spreads, the, the team that was getting the points won outright or you know small margin loss, so... I thought the points were a play last week, and obviously I did the opposite of that. Where are you leaning right now, Fermi? You know, we have a uh, Thursday night game with Ohio and uh, Louisiana. Uh, Lafayette, now just Louisiana, that's being played. A great Friday night game, I think, in my opinion, UCF and Louisville. Great as in the potential chance for an over. Uh, What are we looking at, Fermi? Yeah, so both Friday night games I thought were pretty intriguing. Maryland at Illinois is at 60.5, and UCF Louisville is at 67.5. And And I sort of like the over. I also like Louisville plus 7.5. They're at home. So I'm looking at that. I don't know if I'm going to lock it in, but I think both of those games could be shootouts. Maryland's put up a lot of points this year so far. You know, you look at the UCF-Louisville game. um, uh, Yeah, UCF's put up 49 average and given up 22. But look at the yards, 622 yards. Oh, my lanta. Sure, one of them is against Bethune-Cookman, sure. But they did what they're supposed to do. You like to see that. Against Boise State, 36 points. Boise, I I don't know how to read them yet. You know, they beat up on the minors there. Louisville, kind of subpar, right, Fermi? You know, they play that Monday night game, and uh, they they lose to uh, Ole Miss 43-24, and then they beat Eastern Kentucky 30-3. I don't know how much to read from that Eastern Kentucky game other than maybe a little momentum. But just look at the yards allowed by Louisville. Goodness gracious, 402 yards on average. Giving up passing yards, I don't think their secondary is very good. I think UCF can run it up here. The question is, is if UCF gets over 40, let's just put UCF at 45, is is Louisville good for 24 for me? I think they are. Yeah, I, I think Louisville's going to bounce back. I mean, they've struggled a little bit, but, I mean, UCF is third in yards per game in the, the entire FBS, and Louisville's back at 101st. So, sluggish so far, but like you said, they've had a couple tough games. Um, I think I think they can put up some pretty big points. We know Malik Cunningham is capable of doing that. You ready for a buy low, sell high for me? How do you feel about Nebraska this week? Oh, uh, I don't I don't like it. Do you, you like Nebraska plus, what is it, 22? They're at 22, but I'm looking at that over for me. Kind of hard. Look, I mean, look what Oklahoma did. 76, 40. Tulane put up 35 against them. If there was ever a time to swing. Remember, remember how Tennessee lost to Georgia State two years ago, three years ago when we had the under. 
And then all of a sudden, just midway through the season, they just started turning it up. They're winning games. You're going, wait a second, what's up? Do I think that, that Nebraska is going to beat Oklahoma? No. But do I think that they can put up 30 points against Nebraska? 28 points against Nebraska? I mean, uh, Nebraska, Nebraska puts up points. Oklahoma. Oh, on Oklahoma is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. Do I think Oklahoma is going to slow down? No, I don't. Not when you only beat Tulane by five points. What stops them from throttling them? What, what stops Oklahoma from putting up 52 points on the board for me? I, I don't know if Nebraska can stop them. And, and, and is Nebraska at that point good for three touchdowns? Yeah, I, I believe that they are. I mean, again, even if Oklahoma puts up 45 points, I mean, if, if, if Nebraska slips into 17 points, that's over, 62 right there. So what do you? So you're going to be on the over? Or are you locking that in? Or are you I'm not. Lo- I'm not locking anything in yet for me. I, I really want to. I, I don't want things to get away from me. But man, it's it's just looking at this stuff makes me go, man. That that looks like that looks like there's a lot of low totals right now. You know, another one that's a low total that that I, that that I want your input on here because I'm kind of going back and forth right now. Um, Alabama, Florida, over under is 58 and a half. How is that the total for me? Well, because Florida, all they do is run the ball. They've been, they have not been effective throwing, and I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball against Bama. I, that one is, I, you know, what I, I have in my notes, I have leaning under. Oh, then I'm staying away from it because last time I went against you, you were right. Well, that was, I don't know. I mean, I just think Florida's game plan is going to be ball control, and I think it sort of forces their hand because they have not successfully passed the ball that well. Emory Jones just hasn't looked like. Like I thought he would look. Richardson's actually looked better so far at QB. Um, but again, he's just making big plays. So I don't think that's sustainable against Dama. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be on that game at all. The line is 14 and a half. I, Florida's secondary, I don't know if they're they're going to be good enough to, to lock down Bama enough to stay in the game. I'm, I may have to fade that one. Well, you speak of the dogs howling. If you hear a howling in the background, it's my cat upstairs who's neglected because of my wife. So he's beating the door because he wants to come down and, and, and hear the picks. He can hear the podcast later. Fermi, speaking of dogs, you got any this week that you're leaning towards? All right. So two dogs that I'm leaning towards right now. Um, haven't locked them in, but San Diego State plus plus eight and a half against Utah. I think these teams are incredibly very closely matched up. I think it's a very even matchup. And San Diego State is at home getting eight and a half. I was expecting like three, three and a half. Eight and a half is a ton of points, especially with an over-under of 44 and a half. So it should be a low-scoring game. Um, I like San Diego State plus eight and a half. It's, it's just a number that sort of jumped off the page at me. And then the other one that I know you'll have some input on is Mississippi State at Memphis. Memphis getting three and a half, over-under 64 and a half. Mississippi State is clearly the best defense that Memphis will have faced this year, but I don't think that's going to slow down Memphis to the point of not being able to score their share in that 64 over. No, they um, go. They go. They, they, yeah, they, that was the exactly. one I hit last week was with Arkansas State. That, I watched that game. That was like nonstop. Yeah, it was 105 total points. Arkansas State runs the, they have the second most plays per game on average um, in the country. Boise leads that category. So, um, I, I like Memphis in this one. I, I think Mississippi State, um, clearly I bet against them last week. I took NC State. Mississippi State made a couple big plays, but they did not look good. 
their defense looked pretty solid, but um, I don't know. So part of that was a product of NC State making some pretty bad calls and oh. jump pat the end zone and stuff like that. Like, you can't do that kind of stuff. It was brutal. Brutal yeah. for me. Brutal. I, I got to stay away from NC State. I got I got I got to fade them for for a week. I, <clears throat> the one thing I like about Leach, Mike Leach, is he said, um, "Yeah, I don't really like punting. I don't like the punters." Something in a press conference. So that lets you know probably if he's within three or four yards and he's across the fifty, he's going for it. So that could, that could play into it, especially against Memphis. Memphis's D was is is skeptical at best um, yeah. from what I saw because Arkansas State has no size. Has, has, they might have negative size on their team if you watch them play. They just get bullied. And they're going to get bullied at the front line. They're going to get run all over. I think that uh, Mississippi State... Uh, did, could you could you get a read on their pace for me? Was it North Carolina State that you felt slowed the game down more, or was it just inefficiencies based on what Mississippi State was doing? There were a lot of three and outs. I really don't think anybody got in a groove. I mean, it was sort of a back-and-forth kind of game. Mm-hmm defensive struggle for the most part Mississippi State ran the opening kickoff back, NC State drove the whole way down the field, threw a jump pass in the end zone, interception and like Mississippi State first down or two punt, NC State first down or two punt, like nothing ever got going, NC State was moving the ball, they just couldn't score so, Speaking of can't score who's, who's more fraudulent for me a 24th ranked Miami Hurricane the who are one and one with an average of 19 points per game, or the Michigan State Spartans, who were two and zero, oh, who average 40 points a game? I mean, I would say Mich- Michigan State will not do that this week. I would, I would say, but I will say Miami just doesn't look the same with Derek King coming off that injury. Man, he was so hard to defend last year, and he's starting to tuck the ball and try to move and run, but. They just don't look like Miami of, of the past couple years where they were so up-tempo and relying on his legs as much. They're trying to throw the ball up more. So you're saying don't touch that over? I'm not touching the over. Okay. And you know Michigan State can slow the, slow the pace, too. I know, but they, but they haven't. But they haven't. Yeah. Yep. What do you think about Fresno State-UCLA? That's 63 and a half. I th- see, that, that to me makes me think of Fresno State-Oregon, right? Like, is that a tighter game than what you think? Or does UCLA coming off a bye week know what that Fresno State's for real, and they 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 have to just get their get their lead and get out of the game? Like does I that don't know. does that game what, what is it sixty three? and a half. And UCLA, I they haven't really been. I mean, they're filling it up on offense. I don't think they're going to just put Fresno away. I think Fresno can hang. Um, UCLA scored 38 on LSU and 44 on Hawaii, and they they quit. I mean, they quit against Hawaii. That, that could have been 60 plus. I'm afraid that they do that with Fresno because I had that over. I'm afraid that they put up 38 points. Fresno's got 21, and they just run it, and then they just go prevent, and then just don't give up any other scores. Yeah, I mean, if it's 38-21 with a quarter to go, somebody will stick it in, and, and we'll we'll be cashing. But I, I don't know. They average, the, the two teams together, UCLA and Fresno together, average 85 a game between the two teams. Now, I know they're playing lesser competition in some cases, but UCLA did do it against LSU. So, um, I, I think UCLA's offense, we haven't even seen their true capabilities yet. But 
we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's fun to watch their quarterback. I mean, he's a monster. It just depends on how long they keep him in the game. Because as soon as the back, backups come in, they're, and their running back's really good, too. Um, yeah. I can't think his yeah. – what's his name? Charbonnet. Zach, Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he I mean, he blew up for, what, three touchdowns and like 180 yards against uh, Hawaii, whatever it was, and then they pulled him, too. I mean, it's it becomes the backup show. They're just running clock, and if they get if they get two first downs, it takes like four four and a half minutes off the clock. I mean, they're they're just go to a snail's pace. I don't know for me. Fresno is real. They they can compete. I think it might be tighter, and I just I just don't know if UCLA blows the doors off of them. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Fresno stays in the game. That's that's part of the reason I like this. I think Fresno can score twenty eight themselves. I really do. If Fresno's so. if Fresno was in with Oregon. You'd have to believe that they're in with UCLA, right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, what I've seen from Fresno, I, I've seen a good offense, and I mean, we've seen Oregon now. They're for real, based on last week. So, I think that gives Fresno even a little more merit for, for their offense. So, speaking of merit, let's talk about the Florida State Seminoles. Zero and two, Wake Forest Demon Deacons, two and zero. Fermi, that total is at sixty-one and a half. I know, right? Like Florida State. Like, how does Florida State go from almost beating Notre Dame to losing to Jacksonville State at home, twenty to seventeen on a last-second hail mary? Like, they should never have lost that game. Okay, and Wake Forest hasn't played anybody. They played Old Dominion, who's trash, and then they played Norfolk State or whatever and put up forty-one. Yeah. I mean, we know that Wake Forest will go. They're going to move. It, it, is is it worth it to, to look at this over for me? I don't know. I mean, I was looking at a side. I was almost thinking Florida State was going to bounce back because, like, like exactly for the point you just made, Wake Forest hasn't really played anybody, and the line is four and a half. So, like, I could see Florida State hanging in this game. I think Mackenzie Milton, if he's quarterbacking, I know that they sort of changed, but um, if Mackenzie Milton is quarterbacking, I think he's a veteran leader that is going to keep them in games as, as long as their defense does. God, how do they not put up 38 points against Wake Forest? Who who, who has, like, really no defense? How? Yeah, you know, that's a good, it's a good question. I was leaning Florida State. I'm just so skeptical coming back after a loss to an FCS team. I, I, it's very hard to pull the trigger on that. I legitimately have not put one bet in this week for me. Last week, I knew exactly what I wanted, and I'm, I'm trying to take it a little bit, a little bit slower because, like, I look at stuff and I see the lines going up or down, and I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, I should take that." And it's just, it's hard for me to get a read. I'm, I'm not trying to doubt myself. You know what I mean? I, I like what I like, and that's it. I'm not going to sit there and apologize because I put real money down, so I don't care, right? Like, I'm not sitting here like throwing out picks or asking people. For money to give me picks, you know, for for me to give him picks, and then I lose, and I'm like, well, I don't know, like, no, like, look, I I suck right now. I I ain't gonna lie. I think I'm like two and six or two and eight or something. I'm I'm bad right now, um, but just I'm not overreading the situation, and it's hard to think that Florida State will play that bad again. Like, if they go out and lay a, a, like a ten burger, that's it. Boy, it's time to complete. Like, uh, how does Norvell make it out? If he loses the well, Wake Forest, how does he make well, it to Week Four? Washington's in the same boat, man. They have an FCS loss and a quality loss to to Michigan. I would say so. They're identical situations in my eyes. 
Like so, I think of my um uh, uh my season bets, right? My Penn State season bet is, is it's 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 potentially over this weekend with Auburn if if they beat Auburn, it's done, it's over for me. You know, that's it. Uh, my Louise, Louisiana, they, as soon as they start Sun Belt play, I'll be able to determine that. Um, my BYU under. Thanks for laying an egg for crapping on the field, Utah. That was horrible last week. Horrible. I turned. I turned it off. I, I just yeah, they beat them. Like BYU is clearly better than what I thought they were for me. Um, here's another one. Wyoming two and zero. Like they're they're holding on for me. They're fraudulent. I love this over in this game. I I really do. I mean, you it's at fifty four. I think Ball State has had it pretty tough. They they went into Penn State and they had no shot at all. Basically, it was please don't hurt Plitt. Like that's like what it comes down to. And he got out of it. But Wyoming last week giving up forty three to Northern Illinois. Oh my god. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Wyoming was one of the best defensive teams last year. I don't think you can fix the problems on defense, right? So like usually uh, a couple guys I was talking to were very much in the hey defense plays better early in the season. But I don't know if this is a defensive fix for Wyoming. I I really don't. And so they they barely beat Montana State, which was awful. They needed a last second touchdown to win that game. And then they play NIU and NIU ran up and down the field on them. I think Ball State's going to go. I don't think they want to slow this game down because that's kind of Wyoming's well, it should be their game at fifty-four. I think I think you got fifty-five for me. I think you got fifty-five bucks of mine for me to win fifty. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I don't know if you followed either of these two teams. I have not followed them closely, so I'll defer to you there. I I, I like it. I think I I think they're they're I, I like uh, um, uh, Validay. They're they're running back. He can catch out of the backfield. He can move. He's fast. I mean, you know, Plitt, again, he has not played well, but but who has he played? He got beat up by Penn State. I don't think that counts. And then they played, you know, some direction or some directional Illinois, Western Illinois, whatever. Um, I just I just feel as though this is a very good opportunity for Ball State. I like Ball State actually in this game. They're getting seven. I know it's up in Wyoming, which is a tough place to play, but it's not cold yet. If it was snowing and freezing, I'd say they're in trouble. And even even though Ball State's an Ohio team, so they're used to it. But I like this over fifty four. I think I'll definitely put put money down on that, and uh, and 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 try to cash that ticket. So what else are you looking at for me? All right, so I'm looking at Northwestern minus two and a half at Duke. I expect that to be very low scoring. Both teams are one and one, and both wins were against FCS teams. So we don't have, we don't know a ton about either of these teams except they're sluggish on offense. But I do think. Evan Hull, the, the Northwestern running back, is probably the best player on the field um, in terms of playmakers. So I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Northwestern. I think they can easily win by a field goal. I do not think Duke is that good this year. Um, Nevada, minus one and a half at Kansas State. I was wondering Very, if you were going to play that game. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm going to play it yet. I'm, I'm definitely on Nevada season win total over eight. So this is a huge game um, for purposes of win total. I love Nevada's offense. I think I've said it on every single podcast we've done. Um, that I think they will score on Kansas State. The only question that I have for Nevada is if they can stop or slow down Kansas State on the ground. They're going to be outsized up front, and that's the only concern I have. When they were down early to Cal, that that was the reason. It was because they were getting run all over. So we'll see what happens. I, I like Nevada minus one and a half. I think they can cover Um 
what are your thoughts on Tulane at Ole Miss? Biggest over of the year or of the of the week, seventy six and a half. I think that's a really high number. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Can that hit? Maybe. I mean, good God. Tulane's been scoring points, man. They they can score. Seven. Thirty-five against. They put up thirty-five against Oklahoma at sixty-nine against Morgan State. I know it's Morgan State, but still, dropping a seventy burgers is no joke. I think. I mean, you got to think they're going to score thirty. So, if they, if they, you know, if they scored thirty-five on Oklahoma, I think they can score on an Ole Miss, a team that's going to be equally as quick as them. Is that game? That game's at Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's one I'm watching. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to be one-sided on that either way. Um, another game that I'm intrigued about is Middle Tennessee at UTSA. Ooh. UTSA's given up 12 and a half. Um, and the over-under is 59. So I have UTSA season-long win total over seven and a half. I, I want to bet that, but I'm not sure that I'm going to. I think Middle Tennessee State just hasn't gotten enough love yet. I think they could cover that number, but I'm still going to guess they wins. The other game that we sort of texted about a little bit was Cincinnati at Indiana. Ooh, whoa, what a creepy line that is. Yeah, Cincinnati minus 3.5 over under 49.5. Do you have any thoughts? I, how can you not take Cincinnati? I know. I... I agree. I like Cincinnati in that one. Um, they're, they're go- I think they're going to win the game. I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't. The question is, is it by a field goal or, or more? You know. So How can you not take Cincinnati in that game? That game is so big for them for me. Yep. You know what, you know what game? You know what we talked about who's terrible? Terrible. Charlotte and uh, Georgia State. How bad is Georgia State right now? They are... So you know what's crazy? Charlotte is two and zero, and I they have a win over Duke, but Georgia State has lost to Army and on the road at UNC. Like they shouldn't really. I mean, they they could have been in the Army game. I think they were favored by like two or three, but arguably they they you can't expect them to win both of those games either. No, but I can expect them to put up points this week. That over under is low. I thought it was going to be in the seventies. 63 and a half for me. Ooh, I like that. See, I, I was actually going to lean Georgia State in that one. Really? Just straight up? Straight up. Dang, for me. Do you, like, do you like Charlotte's offense? I like enough of what they've averaged for them to at least get 28. Yeah, and, I'm so t- and they put up 38 and 31. And, and putting up 31 against Duke... And watching what I've seen, I, I, I just kind of like their intensity. It's a non-conference game. I, I just think it, it, it feels like one of those early bowl games for me. You know what I mean? Like one of those ones on December 17th that just gets out of hand fast. And it's in Georgia State, down and down at Georgia State in their stadium. I like it like that because they have a turf field. I think this thing just moves fast. I really do. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. I just think Georgia State has played against Army on option offense, and then they've turned around and played against one of the best quarterbacks in the country in a sling-it-style offense. And I just, I don't know that we've gotten Georgia State, we haven't gotten a look at them against a traditional 
lineup and play offense kind of team. I mean, UNC State is going to, they're very hard and dynamic. They're tough to defend. I mean, so, I mean Georgia State's favored by four. So, yeah, I see three and a half here. Yeah. yeah. So clearly, you know, the consensus is with you, right? An 0-2 team, minus four. I mean, yeah, look who they've played. I'd say that this this should be a good week. I like their coach. Their coach is intense. Um, Charlotte's coach is intense. I, I just don't think these guys take the foot off the gas. I think this thing is rocking and rolling, in my opinion. So I like that one over. How about Virginia and North Carolina, Fermi? What do you think of that game? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so Virginia's been putting up points. I could see that getting into a shootout, but I'm probably going to fade that game. I like Virginia's one of those teams that's tough for me to predict, and I know, I mean, we've seen two different sides of UNC. We saw them put up big numbers last week, and then the first week they were, you know, Virginia Tech had their number, and they, they shut them down. So I would like to see a little more, but I'm, so I'm probably fading here, but I could see this, that could be a high-scoring shootout as well. Uh, what do you think about the, uh, the, the marquee game, the Penn State-Auburn game this week? Yeah, so this, I'm actually really excited to watch this one. Um, so it's minus six right now. Penn State's at home with a whiteout, which that atmosphere is always fun. Um, even as not a, a big Penn State fan, I, I enjoy going to games when, when there's whiteouts. But um, 53 and a half is the over-under. Believe it or not, I'm leaning under. Woo! Uh, 53 and a half, like... So Auburn has, they haven't really had a test yet at all. That's the only thing that worries me. They won 62 to nothing and 60 to 10. And they have run the least amount of plays in the FBS. And they average almost 10 yards a play. But again, against nobody. So I, I think Penn State will put the, put the clamps on them offensively. Um, the question is, is going to be, can Penn State score? And I, I just don't know how it's going to be. I think Auburn's physicality is going to give them a couple problems. And I can see this being a lot like the Wisconsin-Penn State game and sort of low scoring, you know, in the 20s, 24-21 kind of game, easily. Speaking of low scoring for me, uh, Texas Tech getting twenty point, giving up 20 points against Florida International. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. They almost lost to SFA. They're gonna, the, Shuck's going to get killed by the end of the year. I mean, they're going to they're gonna destroy him because there's no offensive line. Their defense has played phenomenal. Their offense is atrocious. If their offense could put up half of what they could in years past, the, the, these games wouldn't even be close. 20 points? Who? I won't take it, but, man, I won't touch it. And that over-under 54? Not touching it. You'd think that'd be a lock over, right? No. I am going nowhere near that one, Fermi. Out. I know you got to get to the bus here. To pick your kids up, Fermi, final thoughts for week three on leans, looks, and lines. So I'm right now my early leans are Northwestern minus two and a half, San Diego State plus eight and a half. And I'm gonna be on that Memphis, Mississippi State game, likely with Memphis plus three and a half. Um, and then there'll be a couple more I'll sprinkle in there. But I'm trying to look a little bit more this week at taking some points. Um, because, I mean, these are all Division One college football teams, and giving them points, I like the little head start. It proved it, it worked against me last week um, when I took all favorites, basically, except Colorado. So I'm going to look at taking a couple points and put those in my back pocket and playing a couple more overs, I think. Overs or unders. Woo! Nebraska, Oklahoma, I'm looking at. UCF, Louisville, I'm looking at. 
Uh, we're talking all overs here, people. You know the drill. Uh, Florida State, Wake Forest, I'm looking at. Georgia State, uh, Charlotte, I'm looking at. Uh, you know, these are these are games that I think could fly over the total or be absolute and total crap shows. So uh, I'm going to have to make a decision here sooner or later. If I take anything on Friday, I'll put it out on Twitter. Um, if not, as always, our seven-minute quick podcast, coffee and quick picks in the morning on Saturday, 7 a.m., and then i got to go to hot yoga. So, Mr. Fermi, I, do we have a guest yet? I don't know. I think I think we're trying to get someone. Maybe Romer, the Philadelphia yeah. Romer. Yeah, he, I think he was he okay. was likely to play, right. so if he's available. My boy B. Mills is, is thinking about coming on. I want to bring him on. B. Nate is supposed to come on as well, give us some NFL picks. Don't forget about that Ball State-Wyoming game. Woo, I might take that if that drops down to like 52. Oh, man. I'm excited for this week, people. I'm not going to get down. Mr. Fermi's not either. you got to ride the roller coaster. You have some lows, you have some highs. Right now, we're at a little bit of a low, but... Remember, like we always say, even though it's happening right now, it's only a problem when you're losing. So let's see if we can turn this thing around. For Mr. Fermi and myself, we'll talk to you guys on Saturday. Have a great week, and we'll let you know if we pick anything on Friday. Later.